Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it and anybody can get it No limit, we get to kill it, you tuning it to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping, any topic, even the random I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room That's it, that's all I got to say What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 2015. 2015 yeah. Y'all hear her. That's yes. my girl right there. I'm, I'm, back. I'm happy to have her back. I'm so back. I had to jump right into I'm that. Back. <laughs> <laughs> but check it out, y'all. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and what else? Shit like Shit that. Like, like that. that. Don't forget it. Because <laughs> we stupid <laughs> like that. So that's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja, as you guys hear. We, we call her the street nerdist. The street nerdist. Oh, back you, in the you're feeling house, it today. You all excited? House. You physically go see dope uh, today? See? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to see dope today, but I'm also very sunburned. So I'm using positive. You was at the beach I, last I was at Venice Beach hanging out with my, some writer friends mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, See, we got it like that here in Hollywood and L.A. So y'all don't know nothing about that. Those of you who are who who know who Nalo Hopkinson is, she's oh, one of my favorites. Okay. And um, so, yeah, we were just hanging out in Venice Beach and just getting some sun. And I made the mistake, people. What you did? See, people think that black people don't burn. <laughs> it's funny because like, you went from light-skinned to medium-skinned right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing is, I normally tan to nice, crispy, like... <laughs> Caramel, legit. be like Peking duck color. Peking and that's duck. just deliciousness. Peking but, uh, duck. Only was, you would have chosen some Peking uh, duck. Like. I know. And I know it's terrible. I'm always one of those people complaining about describing, comparing black people to food. It's always terrible. Terrible. Mm-hmm. But I cannot help it. But yeah, but normally I put on like my cocoa butter and then I put like a nice um, a spray to help protect the skin and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I... Like what number you use? Like what? What kind of SPF? I was using a new spray, uh, bullfrog spray. Usually it's anything over fifty for me. It's oh, you go that hard? I have to because I'm on a thirty. I'm because I'm out there a long time. Oh, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. in the water, and people don't know this, but the sun goes through the water. Yeah, you can tan right through water. Okay. Because a lot of people forget, like, oh, I'm just going to be in the water. I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But my mistake was we were. I was out there all day, like sunning, and and it's really rare that Venice Beach is really gorgeous like that mm-hmm. with the weather. I didn't stay in the water that long. Okay. Uh, number one, uh, there were sharks. I don't know if y'all heard about the shark attacks. It, oh, yeah. I did uh, hear the people, mm-hmm. what, somebody lost an arm, another, almost a leg and mm-hmm. stuff like and that. And y'all still out there Like in within the water. an hour with each other. And y'all still in the water. But here's the thing, though. I always <laughs> give offerings when I get in the water. Like, I bring sugar. Really? Uh, nectar. Yes, I bring little bits of nectarine. Yeah, damn, I make Bohemian. An, before I get in the water, I make an offering to mm-hmm. Yamea. Olakum, the elder gods. And, and this is what I said yesterday. Mm-hmm. I said, look, I know sometimes you got to do some shit. Sometimes you but I'm just asking you for this little patch of water that I'm in <laughs> right now. I don't care about these other jokers, no, but no. if you could please keep the sharks from coming in this little bitty space right here, and keep the seaweed away mm-hmm. if you can oh, do I that can't too. Stand that either. And I forgot my water socks, as you know, I cannot stand walking in water and seaweed touching my. Me neither. You tell me the little the little booty things that you wear. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 gotta I gotta wear those. I gotta wear those. They're stylish. Yes. And they keep my feet from touching the yeah. things. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was out there for like sleeping for like six hours. I, I was. You ready. fell asleep in the books. sun. Okay, we had an umbrella. Oh, okay. 
I had my so you were like partially covered had, or some shit. I was yeah, but I had it all. But I was I was I must have been really tired because I had my book. I was reading. I was finishing <laughs> up. She out there just snoring, y'all. We were left. talking books. We were talking sci-fi. We were just talking about not writing for the market, but writing what we love to write. Mm-hmm. And um, I knocked out and fell asleep. Really. And when I woke up, it was still sunny and wonderful, and I felt great. We walked around. You know, it's Venice. It's crazy, crazy mm-hmm. world. I love it out there. <laughs> and um, literally started walking back. You know, I was there from like 10, and we got done about 5, 4 or 5 o'clock, mm-hmm. and I just felt the burn. And I was like, oh, oh, Lordy. I don't think I've ever been sunburned. Lordy. I might have. Oh, it's horrible. It's, the, it's painful. Yeah. When you walk, when you touch it, I'm okay now because mm-hmm. I've been using aloe vera gel. But anywho, that was my beach adventures. <laughs> That's why we the Ram Room, y'all. We just I'm be going, just going off on of some shit. Anywho, <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm back from the Nebulas. So how was, tell, tell us about that. Uh, you know, it was really cool to be in a big room with editors. I got to meet writers that I really love mm-hmm. for years and years. Is that the one you were on panels and stuff like that? Um, no, I wasn't on, no. I, they had panels there at the Nebulas, but mm-hmm. I was there basically to be supportive okay. Um if Kaya Shanti Wilson would have won, I would have accepted for him because he wasn't able to go. But it's also my friends were nominated, mm-hmm. and it's just really fun to be around people that. So, other so big who writers. won that that comp- that category? The, the category that it was Aliyah Don Johnson. Hi, Aliyah. Actually, she and I were on the panel at WizCon together. We were on the mixtape, okay. the mm-hmm. sci-fi. Oh, and thanks to all those people who came. Those of you who are at WizCon and you actually came to the mixtape panel that I did mm-hmm. um, with Nisi Shaw, Aliyah Don Johnson, and uh, Liz Gorinsky. We did it on people of color. The music in science fiction uh-huh. uh, music, and um, so thank you. There was the room was, was filled up with a lot of people in there, mm-hmm. and it was really really fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, shout out to Elia because Elia Don Johnson actually won two Nebulas, really? two Nebula awards, and so uh, one for best novella, and I think one for either short story or best young adult, something like that. Let me that. ask you a question. Yes. <laughs> By the way, we're already getting it in. I'm sorry. Um, it's cool. What What's the difference between a novella and a short story? A short story, okay, typically nowadays, a short story is considered anything that's a little bit less than uh, 7,500 words. So a good short story... Like how many pages does that usually add up? So it does depend on the uh, font or something or what? It could be 25, 30 pages, you know, depending on that. Um, So that's considered short. There's also flash fiction, which could be like anywhere from 500 to 1,000 words, which is like 1,000 words is like five pages, Okay. you know, but usually anywhere from like uh, anything less than 7,500. Most short story markets now, it's like... Anything over 7,500 is not considered a short story. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start going into novellas and novelettes and that kind of thing. Because the word novella always sounds like a romantic thing to me. I, I don't know, know what it, it is. Does. So, But it could be anything and in a novelette. A novelette sounds really cute. Like, yeah. those for you who can't handle a novel, we have a novelette. <laughs> it's like book light. <laughs> okay. Now, let me ask you. Now, where do you usually, what's your usually your favorite, um, not genre, but your favorite category to write in then? What do you usually choose when you uh, write? Are you in the short story? I or are you really in the novella? Like short or do you... stories. The okay. problem is my brain, and this goes for my screenwriting too. Mm-hmm. My brain really likes to expand on stories, so I have a really hard time writing short stories mm-hmm. because the world building. I get so interested. Mm-hmm. And other characters come in. They mm-hmm. want to tell. But I know she's talking about that. But I want to come and tell you <laughs> so my side of the story. You, yeah, it's like <laughs> I am just trying to write a short story. That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying to do. <laughs> and um, so I do have a difficult time. That's why it's so important for me. Is I definitely have to outline, 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 and okay. I have to stick to it with a little wiggle room mm-hmm. if things change a little bit. But I really have to have a strong. Okay, outline. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How do you outline for a book as opposed to? We usually write screenplays, right? I do the same thing. So, but but but. Then aren't are you? How are you not writing the book when it's all in prose anyway? That's always been my question for. Wait, you. say that one more again. How are you not writing the book? Let me say already? that one more again. 
How you not writing the book already? That's what I said. Ghetto wise. Okay. You better How listen you to not? it. No, I'm just making sure I'm clear. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you're writing an outline for a book, right. you're writing it in prose. Right. When, right, when you're writing an outline for a screenplay, you're writing it in prose with very little dialogue. Right. Right? So if you're writing the outline for the book, how is it not different from actually writing the book if it is, if it is, if it is a, um, our guest just came in, um, if it is, now you mean make me forget my thought. <laughs> I'm gonna make I guess my point you. is this. Here's my point. Okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got it. How many people does he need? All right, look. <laughs> so check it out. You're so right. disturbed. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me just up. say go this. Ahead, go no, ahead, go ahead. Because I, I, I know what you're asking, but I'll, I'll tell you what works for me. It's the same for me, whether mm-hmm. it's for a screen, which is, sounds strange. Mm-hmm. But my outline is the same from screenplay and my short story. Because when I do an outline, I just do quick scenes, like I know. Because somehow my brain... Okay, that's, that was my question Yeah, then. my brain already knows... You know, I, it's almost like I use subtext. It's, it's almost like a beat sheet, but more detailed or something? Yes. Or what? Like okay. It's a beat sheet, but it's a little bit extra. I may have a couple of more sentences more than I normally for the screenplay. Right. But for me, my brain is very, I don't need a whole lot. Like, mm-hmm. boom, and my brain will connect to that. So Got literally, it. if you were to look at a, an outline I did for the book I'm working on now, mm-hmm. or even my short stories, it's exactly the same. For like, what, how many pages are we talking about for your uh, outline? You know, they're not, my outlines aren't that long, really? which is funny. Because like... Okay. I was busting out this other outline for a script that I had wrote uh, last year, and I'll probably do a rewrite. Literally, it's, it's like, because it's not a treatment, but it's like maybe two pages. It doesn't take me that long. Really? It doesn't, I don't need, I wow. don't need all Those that extra. Those are just like bullet points, aren't they? You know what? That is exactly what it is. I okay. do bullet points, okay. and and I think the reason why I do that is because I know how some people say you outline, and it takes the juice out of it, and what if you have another idea? For me, by doing bullet points, mm-hmm. it leaves me that wiggle room to be creative. Like, okay. this is what I think it's going to be, and this is what I'm shooting for, mm-hmm. but something else could come through it. But I always write backwards anyway. So my mm-hmm. outline, I always write it backwards, mm-hmm. and then I always do like really quick bullet points, maybe some parentheses with some asterisk saying, okay, think about this too. Mm-hmm. But it's really quick for me. I don't need... Like, there are people who write like, Long ass oh, yeah. outlines, detail. Yeah. Oh fuck it, you might as well just write the thing. Because when I'm when I'm writing something for a movie, my outlines are probably about twenty to thirty pages Jesus long. Jesus Christ! But it's detailed to the mother. So when I copy and paste it into Final Draft, it's just dialogue. I mean, things change, of course. Yeah. I figure out a way to get in and get out I better. Think, I think, but in, in situations <clears throat> where. Uh, Years ago, the one when I optioned my horror screenplay, Skin, years ago, I remember mm-hmm. I did have a pretty detailed outline. Mm-hmm. And I think, in my, at least... Did you stay space, close when you got to the script? Yeah, but that was hell. Uh, <laughs> um, I think maybe I had no more than, like, maybe eight or nine pages for the mm-hmm. outline itself. And it was really detailed. And it was a struggle for me because I wasn't used to working. Like, I know what I know, but they needed to see it. Mm-hmm. They needed to have an idea of, well, where is it going? Sure. And... Um, yeah, but then that changed. So even though I did the outline, did the outline <laughs> again, the story changed. But what are you thinking? And then once it was like, uh, can, is there a reason why these characters need to be black? And then after that, I was done. Oh, done. So let me ask you this. So <laughs> we're interviewing Lisa here. So look, <laughs> so, so when you're writing your outline for um, a TV pilot or for a feature film, mm-hmm. are you, do you still outline it the same? Where I it's more it like a two or three page... Just a few... Just a detailed beat sheet, if you will? Yeah, it's just a detail. It's just basically this is the way it is because I... Even though I say detailed outline, make sure you know, it just is how my brain works. My brain can retain a lot, and I don't mm-hmm. need a lot of milly mouth words to remind me of something. All I need yeah, to see. I don't that forget image, things either for some and reason. And boom, I'm I'm gone. I'm yeah. gearing up, and 
as I'm writing it, something else may come up and I may have to add an extra bullet point underneath mm -hmm. there or another parenthesis, a parenthetical saying, oh, oh, I didn't even think about that. Let's put this back in there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, be really, I'd be really curious. I think I'm going to go back and look at some of my, mm -hmm. I will admit though, my early, when I first started in screenwriting, mm -hmm. I did have, the, you might as well say they was like books. <laughs> because, you know, you learn like, oh, I got to put all this in here and you got to put this information so people know that. And then as you get better and as you get faster and you mm -hmm. get more comfortable, it's more streamlined. But I, if well, I was to show you an early outline, I'd be like, Oof. Like, if you read any of my outlines, whether it be any of my pilots or any of my um, feature films, even even a short, I'll still write an outline. <clears throat> but I still write it in the same tone. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's horror, I still make it feel eerie. If mm -hmm. it's, you know, a comedy, it's a little lighter, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, do you do you find yourself doing that in your even even in your details of the things yeah, you're writing? I mean, you keeping the tone? Yeah. Like, even some of the, the language, like, it's very... Um, I don't want to say decadent language, but I, I do use <laughs> words that, like, especially if it's horror, like, mm -hmm. I really like descriptive, like, this is like, mm. you know, bloody. Black folks can't turn their phones <laughs> off. <you> know, <laughs> and his ringtone is a train. Is that a train? It sounds like a, a choo-choo train it when it's coming be. through. I'm like, good lord. My, my tone is a motorcycle okay. when it's, it rings. It's supposed to be a motorcycle? I'm cool like that, though. It's supposed <laughs> to be a motorcycle. That's, that's, that's a choo-choo. <laughs> that's a train. Why okay. are y'all in my business? I'm, not, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, yeah, you know, I didn't even forget what I was talking about. You see how he did We were talking me. about the outlines and all that stuff like that. Yeah, well, um, I forgot now. I was asking you about um, um, My brain something. stripped it off. <laughs> see, see how we be doing? Be spitballing. See? see? Um, see? <laughs> shut up, girl. No, I was saying I, was, I use a lot of language that's very like, scary and like, you know, atmospheric. And, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Tonal. Yeah, just especially my gangster scripts was like, oh, this thug. And I use, I use, actually use the slang of how people would talk in the thing, mm -hmm. even with my outline to myself. So it's kind of like a little inside joke with myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's, well, it's, kind of, it's funny because, <clears throat> I mean, I was taught, you know, um, how to write outlines. Actually, the, the, the one person I learned the most about writing outlines was David Wyatt, mm. uh, believe it or not. Um, number one, because he he's the one who taught me about speed, mm -hmm. you know, and you you have to turn this thing in tomorrow and shit mm -hmm. like that. But he taught me a lot about you know cause and effect, <clears throat> you know, because somebody does something, it causes the other person to do the other, mm -hmm. forcing the other person to do the, you know what I mean? Right. So you keep on having cause and effect in right. every single scene, right. and it just kind of rolls off your tongue the more you keep thinking about it. You know, they walked in the house, and because that, it caused the person to be upset that they ran over the foot whatever yeah. the fuck you like know what in I mean? every scene you, you should always have like that's when you start getting into really detailed mm -hmm. um just making sure you're on point with your story because you have to understand every single scene every character in that scene they each want something yes everybody has a goal we mm -hmm. always think about just the the main character but it's like the other characters like you said that cause and effect they mm -hmm. want this this person wants this they butt heads creates conflict mm -hmm. and then you keep going going back and forth so mm -hmm. you should always be thinking that now and I'm always thinking that way when I am doing the outline sure. like I do write like a little extra bullet point on the side that says what should be happening I'm always writing what should be happening in the scene like what's the point of the scene okay. you know because I, I just something about gratuitous scenes and speaking of gratuitous scenes <laughs> what you didn't see because uh, I know we talked about a couple weeks ago we talked about our summer movie list yeah, what'd you see and I did did see Jurassic World. Oh, I did. Uh, a couple of disappointments because I was number not one, happy. number one, uh, you did not have my husband who has betrayed me because he married <laughs> some other woman. <sighs> you did not have mm -hmm. 
my man. And everybody knows who my man in there is. If you don't, you can look it up. I'll just let you Jeff know. Jeff Goldblum. <sighs> yes. But they did try to be slick. Did you notice they had his book in there twice? So oh, they, is that what that was? Yes. Oh, like okay. They had like a book when the little boy was reading a book on the train when they uh-huh. were getting ready to go to Jurassic World. Little homage and then later on they had it. Like They didn't even have it. They had it like in soft focus. Uh-huh. It's like you at least at least you could do was put a nice hard focus so I could see <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And what happened was they fooled me because I saw that I thought, well, maybe he's going to make a phone call and be like, uh, I told y'all y'all shouldn't have broke this carpet uh, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And nothing happened. So because he never died in his right. No, and I almost feel like they should never have put that book in there because I was teased. Mm-hmm. And number two, gratuitous scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, um, I was going to write about it for bitch flicks, but mm-hmm. I was so disgusted. I, it's not even worthy of being in bitch flicks, it's, Jurassic World. But I had so many issues with that movie. The, thing is, the, the dialogue and the script it reminded me of a real. I thought for a second, I swear to God, I thought I was watching. 1980s moonlighting TV show. Wow, like that. Over that's how childish it was. It was wow. like this really like boring banter. Mm-hmm. Like they had this. They kept trying to push this relationship romantic thing mm-hmm. between um, what's her name, Bryce Dallas, Will, Howard, whatever. Ron All I know is that little kiss they did. Everybody was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" No, every scene, like every scene mm-hmm. that they were together, mm-hmm. it ground the story to a halt. And it totally messed up that whole rules. Like in every scene, each character needs to want something. Yes. And when they did have it, like he wants to like let's shut everything down. She's mm-hmm. like, we got to keep it quiet, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever that thing is. They always wanted to seep into the subtext of our relationship. We used to date. Nobody gives a fuck about that. Let me tell you what we're there for. We're going to see fucking dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and we want to see more dinosaurs. We want to see some blood. That should have been fucking Monster Island. All right? Well, you know what's funny? I kept thinking about and you. And it was not. I kept thinking about you because I kept thinking about the um, what's the test? The uh, Bechdel test. The Bechdel test. And she didn't quite cover that. To me, I'm sure you were thinking about it. I kept thinking about you because I was going. So they didn't even cover the dinosaur test, which is two dinosaurs. Well, actually, you know, what? I take it back. Yeah. No, they didn't because even though they had the conversation, and then those of you who didn't see the movie, too bad because you know my rule. You got the whole weekend <laughs> if you didn't go see it. Forget it. But the scene where the raptors were talking mm-hmm. to the big hybrid raptor, mm-hmm. and that, I have to admit that was the funniest fucking scene in that whole movie mm-hmm. when it was like yo homie and blah blah and they were talking to each other and then the one raptor looks back blue looked back like mm-hmm. yeah sorry dude we gonna roll with this homie like hey <laughs> I, I, I can't help you man I ain't got yeah, nothing yeah, for you yeah, I can't do but nothing the dinosaurs are having a conversation <laughs> uh-huh. and in that conversation they were talking about the white dude, the human being in the movie. Okay, it was like, oh look, we got the dinosaur. Like, here's a here's That's a dinosaur funny. rule. That's funny. You got more than one dinosaur uh-huh. talking to each other, talking to each other, other than That's talking about hilarious. humans. It failed the dinosaur Bechdel test too because That's it was funny. like, give me dinosaurs. That's like funny. it was so close at the end to being Monster Island. Like it was like an MMA monster fight off, yeah. but it only lasted like the last eight minutes of the movie. That should have been happening like twenty minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. It should have been happening a lot further, mm-hmm. and it. it should have been more chaos everywhere. I just, I just had so many many issues with just things that, like for instance, um, um, Ron Howard's daughter. You know, they get out there in the forest and they're running. She's got these fucking heels on that last her the entire time. They try to make it funny, like, oh, isn't this <laughs> her funny? hair? Isn't, isn't that this bad? Funny? We like, have this uh, woman who's like this big executive, but we're gonna make her a really soft girly girl. And isn't it mm-hmm. kind of funny that she has to wear heels and then she ties her little shirt into a halter top? Yeah, now that's she's like, tough. That's man. Yes. That's man writing. Mm-hmm. That's man writing, like trying to belittle women. Yeah. And the fact that you have this woman character that, oh, God, if, if we could go back in time, mm-hmm. I wish they would have let me rewrite that shit. <laughs> I would have given you the Monster Island WWE mm-hmm. 
lucha underground Mexican <laughs> wrestling dinosaur version of that mm-hmm. shit. I would have brought you some stuff that would have kept. And, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you this because I was not the only person who felt that way. But the corniness of the relationship. Absolutely. When we were walking out the theater, I was talking to my mother. Chris, my mother. You know, I gave the movie a four. My mother gave it an eight. But that's my mom. Don't yeah. trust her. She was like, oh, well, Lisa, you're just so hard on movies. Like, you expect so much. And there was a woman who, I don't even know this woman. She mm-hmm. came up behind me and she says, I agree with you. I thought the whole guy, girl, it was ridiculous. It was kind mm-hmm. of like gross because he's like hitting on her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we didn't need that. We want to see dinosaurs. I'm CC mom. That's another woman who said that to you. <laughs> a complete stranger I don't even know. True, so, true. Anywho, but that's, in terms of screenwriting, like those type of unnecessary scenes, mm-hmm. when you're just putting things, like there's always needs to be a goal for everybody in that scene. And they need to be pushing against each other. And that pushing against each other creates that conflict and that tension that pushes you on to the next the plot of the story. Because mm-hmm. you know characters are always plot. Sure. And whatever characters want, it moves that plot along. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I would really love to have seen I would like to see if they have an outline out there of Jurassic World, like with those writers. And I saw the credits, I thought it was like four different names. Oh yeah, there were. So I'm not going to blame the female, the woman writer, who mm-hmm. wrote the screenplay. I'm just going to assume that the original version was probably fabulous, mm-hmm. and then it got rewritten until <laughs> that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But you know, in terms of just cutesy, summer fun popcorn it's, movie... It's Spielberg style. It's, it's Amblin. It, it's, you, you know what? Know? It's Amblin, and that's the mistake. If they mm-hmm. would have did hardcore... And, I, and that's my fault. That's mm-hmm. my fault. I, I knew this. Mm-hmm. It's a franchise. It's trying to be a four-quadrant movie. You can't have dinosaur slaughterage. Mm-hmm. I just made that word up, Slaughterage. <laughs> That's a new word. In a PG, was it PG-13? <laughs> I think so. PG, you can't. Because he has it for kids. Yeah, you, know, you can't have is. that. So yeah. I will have to go look to my Asian horror dinosaur movies for the slaughtering that mm-hmm. should be coming and hopefully one day somebody will make a remake that's a lot darker and a lot hardcore because mm-hmm. we can handle it we can handle it absolutely i can handle it i can handle it when i was a kid <laughs> my mother took me to all those movies mm-hmm. and now when i look back it's like damn what but it helped me it made me the person that i am did indeed <laughs> <laughs> i feel the same way i feel you no because we walked out of that movie not happy yeah at all. it was like who you know? who approved the script but you yeah. know what it is what it is and you know what it's an it's a movie for those people. It what is the number one movie on the planet in yeah. the history of the world? I guess yeah. right now. You know, you know. I, let me say one last thing about it. My biggest issue was there was no setup about the kids and having any kind of ability to fix cars. And it's so conveniently, he said it with the line. Remember how we were back at Uncle Whatever's house and we built that oh, car over the oh, summer? Just, just and on then the nose 20, writing. You know, like on the nose all of a sudden writing. they were able to do it. I was like, you know? so all of a sudden your heroes are able to do an ability that you never even showed us they could do? I wanted them uh, to die. That was the I, worst. But I have to admit this. When we were watching it, I realized that the, one of the boys, the older one, mm-hmm. was a kid from the commercial my mother loves. Like, we have these Cox Cable commercials. And this, the, the young man who played the older brother, mm-hmm. he was part of these Cox Cable Cable commercials that my mother we we love them. It's like these Cox Cable commercials are like a comedy TV show. <laughs> but my heart softened because before I wanted all those kids eaten and dead and to die and to go. But after I saw that kid, I thought I like him. He's adorable. All yeah. right, I guess I'll let the kids live. But it mm-hmm. was annoying. It was annoying. They made the woman helpless. They made the kids helpless. It's the same plot sure. line. Hey, we're here in a dinosaur place. Dinosaurs are bad. Oh, dinosaur escapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are children who need to be rescued. Oh, there are females who kind of wrap around fly- and pfft, child, child. True. When, okay, the hero of that movie, there are a couple of saves in this movie that makes yeah. me not yeah. totally like down it. Uh, shout out to uh, the man who was in Margaritaville in the movie <laughs> when the, the pterodactyls 
were coming down and eating people and flying. Uh, he said, F my family and my kids. He took his margaritas, both mm-hmm. of them, in his hands and ran. Because you know them bad boys cost $20 <laughs> at Jurassic World. And he was running with his drinks in his hand. Fuck them kids. I got my drinks. Oh, you would remember that. <laughs> because I fell out like that. And like I said, when the Raptors turned around and said, sorry, homie. Mm -hmm. And then Margaritaville and just, okay, and I did laugh a homegirl at the end who Mm -hmm. was the babysitter for the kids when she got eaten by the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. I did think that was funny. And it's terrible. I know, I know. She got picked up in the air by the pterodactyls, slammed against the wall. She got shoved into the water Mm -hmm. and then beaten up upside the head and then swallowed by a non-monster. It's... (laughs) But that's the stuff I like. That is my childhood. Don't deny me that. You know, I'm not being anti-woman. Mm-hmm. It could have been a dude. I don't could've care. Could have been. But it was freaking hilarious. And yeah, what can I say? But it was one of those shows where we talked about um, San Andreas mm-hmm. in a previous episode. This movie was similar in some ways where it kind of rode the line of camp. Mm-hmm. You know, and for me, like I said, the biggest moment, the entire audience went... Oh, like you gotta be kidding me when they kissed. The entire it was, it was a roar through the like a it was awful. Nobody wants that. <clears throat> like no. all we want, okay, Jurassic World, because we know and uh shout out to BD Wong. Oh yeah, mother, this motherfucker. He'll be back. <laughs> Every single movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like he always escapes. So like you never so give it up for BD for being smart. Because this character's mm-hmm. always, oh, we gonna leave. He don't never hang around and he always takes the <laughs> DNA with him. Follow the paper trail mm-hmm. people. So I think in the future, if they're gonna do it, they need to give BD Wong a larger part. They need to He's have somebody him. that I've always admired, openly gay. I love him. And I call him the pit bull on mm-hmm. SUV, mm-hmm. Law and Order SV, you mm-hmm. know, SVU. Did I say SUV? SVU. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like my favorite character on that show. Mm-hmm. And he's just a really fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him in more stuff in the films, but mm-hmm. he needs a larger role in this. Yeah. And he was just like, and I love that he had no chill. He's like, yeah, I was in that first movie, then people died. <laughs> but I'm making my money. Okay. And, uh, and the first thing he says, oh, well, well, you people are closing the park down, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, I'm out of here on the first boat. And he took the DNA and he mm-hmm. was out. So shout out to B.D. Wong for always surviving the Jurassic movies. <laughs> but your time is going to come, exactly. sir. Your time is But coming. look, our next guests are here. So we were just doing a little quick little episode for y'all. Sometimes we just turn on the yeah, damn thing and we just other. go in. We just have fun and just talk about some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we call it catching up. <laughs> so where can people find you at Lisa Lisa Cole Jam? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. And uh, you can also find me on Bitch Flicks. Uh, we do a lot of great uh, feminist film critiques online. So mm-hmm. you can see a lot of my writing uh, on there. And I think this is like the last... Not the last. I'm thinking about... Oh, yeah. My other story that's on. Because it's, it's uncanny... Um, they do like, but two months like May June. Anyway, I'm in the the latest issue of Uncanny Magazine, so go check out Three Voices. Thank you for all the positive responses from people who really enjoyed the short story Three Voices. I really appreciate it. Uh, working on some new stuff, so mm-hmm. yeah, you can find me there, and um, you can always find me on Saturdays on <laughs> on Saturday <laughs> Saturday Night Sci Fi, or every crazy. couple of weeks with uh, the Friday Night Horror Tag. So shout out to my favorite people out there: Geek Soul Brother, mm-hmm. um, Gray Yard Shift Sisters, and of course Black Girl Nerds, because Girl nerds. we out there talking about film, being geeky, and being <laughs> being openly geeky. We are out of the blurs are out of and the look, closet. We gotta say. Go see Dope 
you guys. Uh-huh. This probably won't come out for like two weeks, but go see Dope anyway. <laughs> so when this does come out, we hope you yeah. saw it. We hope you like it. Yeah. Um, I'll be doing a review for, then we can for talk Bitch about Flicks. Yeah. Okay, next time we come back. Oh, yeah, we'll sure. talk about That's it. It'll be good. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You can follow the show at Screenwriters RR. If you have any questions for myself or Crazy Lisa, Crazy <laughs> Lisa, who is sunburned <laughs> and burning. And guess what? Don't care because I'm probably going to go by the pool today and do it again. I'm going to get myself soaked up in some <laughs> shea butter and lay out there like, you ain't going to stop me, son. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you can follow us you know, on Twitter. Um, stuff like that. I finally started the Facebook page, so that'll be out soon. Um, people still on Facebook? Yeah, they're still three, I four. I guess people all there. right, all right. Anyway, <clears throat> so uh, you know how we do it on a rant room, <laughs> and uh, thank you to everybody who listened to the show in all the countries. You guys know who you are. All the people across the states, we love you guys. We appreciate the support. You know, we're over fifty thousand listeners now. Can you believe that? <laughs> that a bitch? What's that? <laughs> Can you believe we had that many people listen to the show already? You know. We need to stop thinking that people don't listen to us. I don't think that people, because I know you don't know that people listen to the show, which are crazy. I, you know what? I, and I, I need to really, really think that. We think, we think that moment, because it's like, yeah, there are people out listening, but we, I really do appreciate it, because it means that there are people out there who appreciate what we do, and we try to bring you entertainment, we try to bring you some knowledge, mm-hmm. some craft, and just basically just some real talk. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. So y'all know how we do it on The Rant Room. On this show, we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2,000... Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on here texting. Y'all see what I'm talking about? I am so sorry. I am so (laughs) sorry. I mean, I'm not technically texting. I'm actually looking up the times for dope. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) we keep it 2015, y'all. Art light, here I come. Art light. Going to see dope movie. (laughs) Having flashbacks to when I was a kid. Going, yeah. I posted that on uh, on Facebook Mm -hmm. and had a bunch of hits. And I like uh, tagged a bunch of my old... Old rude boyfriends from back in the day, my uh, mom friends. Hashtag Afropunk. Exactly. Yeah. So y'all know how we do it. So we appreciate y'all. We love y'all, and we see you guys next week. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning in to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic, even the random. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rap room. That's it. That's all I got to say.